This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, and I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560, hour number two on this fine Thursday. John Canada joining us as I actually talked about even earlier in the week. I've been waiting to talk to John because this is always a, a uh, meaningful time is probably the best way for me to say that. I, I always learn something. This is an area that I have some familiarity with, although not near as much as what you know, John has, and John Kanata's with Denver IT Security, and that name kind of says what you do, John. But real quick for folks listening, because we need to do this every time you're on, what do you do? Well, I am a certified ethical hacker. I think I've mentioned that before, and that just means that I've been trained... Ethical do- hacker. <laughs> I've been trained to do what hackers do, <laughs> only do it ethically, and only do it uh, with people's permission okay Uh, so we do it security we do it support also because that kind of goes with it but we provide it security uh, measures to help people's networks stay secure which we'll get into how what all what is involved in that but cyber attacks by the way for those of you listening and if you have a business i think this is a reminder for all of us that do myself included they're attacking constantly right john i mean if anybody thinks they're immune from it they're not Cybercrime is organized crime people don't realize that they think it's like some kid working in his basement eating doritos it's it's organized crime just like any other business they have affiliate relationships they have vendors they uh, provide software to each other they collaborate everything you do in your business they, they do, do too. in theirs so it is only maybe better business. <laughs> Honestly, they might actually do it better. They're making millions or yeah. billions. Or billions, yeah. yeah. Probably add it all up, maybe even trillions if you really get down to it. It does cost the global economy something like a trillion or over a trillion okay. a year. There you go. Yeah. So that money's going someplace. Mm-hmm. And again, folks, I think the misconception, and I know because I've met, I, I coach, you guys know that I coach small businesses, and I think the misconception is, oh, oh, you know, nobody wants what I have. Who, you know, who cares? It's not a big... John, I've heard those exact comments come out of owners' mouths. Oh, nobody wants what I have. Who cares? What do you say to them? I've heard that, too. What I say to them is everybody has something that everybody, that a hacker would want, even if it's just email addresses and phone numbers of your clients. uh, Knowing that they have a relationship to you and knowing what that relationship is puts you at a lot of risk because they can now send emails saying they're from you uh, to all of your customers, asking for money, asking for them to fill out forms, uh, asking them for personal information, and your customers think, oh, well, this is coming from so-and-so. I know Mm -hmm. who they are. Mm -hmm. 
So just having an email address would be enough for a hacker to get in. Name and email. Name and email. That's all they need. And if they get a phone number on top of it, now they're one step closer. Yeah, and then they make phone calls. Literally, yeah. Surprised the kinds of phone calls they make, scamming people. Yeah, you. Again, we tend to think, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm an electrical company. You know, all all I do is, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I, I run out, I run around, I fix people's electrical circuits and panels and wires and so on. I mean, nobody cares what kind of, you know, what, what kind of business I have as far as that goes. No cyber attacker wants that information from me. Uh, not so. Of course not. I mean, if they knew all of your customers and they could go to them and say, oh, you forgot to pay your bill or uh, we need some more personal information or your credit card on file has expired. Can you give me the new number? Anything like that. All kinds of scams. And it's not just emails that you're getting. It's phone calls. That's right. That's right. The other thing, too, that happens along those lines, because I know this, I've seen this, I, I've, I've, I've experienced this, um, not firsthand, luckily, but I've experienced this to where I know this happens, Johns. They also can, there's been situations, this has even been reported on here locally, they also can generate POs and do all sorts of things that make it look like it's coming from you to vendors or in between vendors. Maybe you're a vendor yourself and you supply things to other people. There's all sorts of monkey motion that can go on to where at the end of the day, guess who gets stuck? You. Right. Uh, They're even using DocuSign which everybody knows DocuSign. You get one in the, mm-hmm. you get an email saying uh, you need to fill out this form. You fill out the form if you know who it's coming from. But if it's coming from a hacker pretending to be somebody else and you're giving them all your information, you know, just because it says DocuSign on right. it doesn't mean that it's from somebody you trust. Yeah, and it could, it could be a legitimate DocuSign document just not coming from somebody that you really do know. Right, and especially if they have access to somebody's email and they know the transactions that are going on, they know that you're in the middle of some kind of business dealing with a vendor or right. a partner. Just jump in. And, yeah, they'll jump in. They'll doing. send you something. Right. You know, here's a Keep SharePoint. in mind, they've got all that info. They're just jumping in. Yeah. A lot of times hackers are in your network or in your email for months at a time. They're watching. Just Not just watching, but uh, actually reading and right. understanding what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, good. yeah, thank you for that. They're, they're really... They're trying to, and they are, learning your business. That's probably the best way to say it, right? That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, they're they're learning your business business from you. Uh, A lot of times this happens with uh, real estate agents uh, who, I hate to say this, but sometimes they're not the most secure people, their businesses, and they're using free email accounts. Uh, But whatever, if they get into that, now they know who the home buyer is, and they know who the mortgage company is, they know who the title company is. What's that escrow payment supposed to be? And blah, 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 blah. Will, they on will, down the line we go. They will call or email mm-hmm. the, the seller or the buyer and uh, ask for the, the down payment. And, and you know what? We've heard of these stories, folks. What John's saying is not at all uh, out of line. These things happen. Not every one of them, by the way. Keep this in mind. The big ones make the news, John. Mm-hmm. The smaller ones, no one ever knows about. Exactly. The news doesn't report on those. It, you, you know, it, you know, There's but, too many big stories to talk about. Correct. Stories. They're not going to talk about your little right. story where you lost 50 grand. They don't care about that. That's not news to them. Right. I mean, it's news to you, but it's not news to them. Because keep in mind, if it, unless it's in the millions of dollars, they typically aren't going to report on it. They don't care. There's bigger fish to fry. Exactly. The other thing that I know they can also do, John, when it comes to, you know, the ransomware and all that is just flat out make it to where you cannot function and you cannot do business. That's a whole nother level of what mm. we're, we're talking about. But that, that I know, I know firsthand, I've, I've known people, I've known businesses where that does happen. And these are businesses that you would think, wait a minute, why, why would someone do that to them? They're, they're not a 
large multinational you know corporation that's able to send you know millions of dollars out this is a small guy that you know at the end of the day might might only be able to afford 20 25 grand because the other thing i know they do too john is typically they've got access and they're watching to your point where they even know how much money you have in the bank so what they're going to do is figure out a scam or ransomware in this case and they know, oh, you know what? I know John Connaught over at IT, Denver IT. I know he keeps about 30 grand in his checking account in the business at all times because mm-hmm. they can see that. So you know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to throw ransomware on and guess what we're going to demand? 30 grand. Or, or even they'll look in your, if they have access to your systems, they'll look for your insurance policies. To know what that is. And they'll see what kind Good of cyber too. policy you have. Well, right. A lot of times, a lot Don't of businesses, have. they have... $20 million in cyber insurance, so the hacker will ask for $30 million and then negotiate down to 20 because they know you can get that. Right. So, the, yeah, that folks, the, these, this is a, as you said earlier, this is a very sophisticated uh, group of individuals that are going after you and your business. And keep in mind, folks, at the end of the day, they don't care about you or your business and how it's affected. They, these guys have no scruples at all. They don't care. In fact, right. I'll go as far as saying this because I interviewed somebody the other day where we were just talking about the phone end of things and what they mm-hmm. do on that scam because it was national fraud alert day was on tuesday national fraud day you know making sure people are aware of fraud and so on so we, we interviewed a person on on that day talking about just the phone scams and the things that happen that way mm-hmm. keep in mind folks a lot of these individuals hate america they hate americans they hate american business and it's really not only is it their mission in life to take money from you, but they could care less if your business shuts down over this. In fact, they probably chalk that up on a whiteboard someplace as a success. That is true. And I will go one step further. A lot of these people are either psychopaths or sociopaths. So it doesn't hurt them at all. They have no conscience whatsoever. Great point. You have something that they want. They don't care what they have to do to you to get it from them. Okay. When we come back, can you stand in this segment? Of course. We come back. Let's talk about what businesses should be doing. You, of course, are one of those avenues, but what should they be doing to keep those things safe? Because, again, I don't think most people really realize that there are, in a lot of cases, very small things they can do. Yes, there's larger things they need to be doing, and that's where you come into play. But there's just behavioral things that some folks need to be doing that, in a lot of cases, they get lazy and don't do it, and they become very vulnerable. So we'll talk about that in a moment. you got specific questions for John, by the way. Want to have your business analyzed? He'll do that for you. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ. And if you're driving and you forget any of this, you can always find John at Denver IT by just going to our website, KLZRadio.com, or even our website, RushToReason.com. All listed there. You can find him either way. Affordable interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers wants to help you with all of your mortgage needs. And, again, don't forget to ask about the uh, all-in-one loan. I get questions on that quite often. It's a great loan, especially for self-employed individuals like John and myself. Call Kurt today, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. 
locally owned and operated since 2001. And where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, folks. Uh, call them out. I, like I told you earlier, I had them out of my home today. Great experience. They always do what they say they're going to do, and it's just an easy transaction. Whatever you need, ask about the Quiet Cool System, which right now, I looked at the weather, are 55, 60-degree nights with the Quiet Cool System. You're liable to not turn your AC on now until next spring or even summer if you have that, and there's a huge cost savings. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. Done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we have got High Five Plumbing, folks. And again, great small business. And we're going to talk about small business again here in a moment with John Canada. But if there's anything you need plumbing-wise and or if you're looking for a job, they want to take care of you in that area as well. So they've got all your plumbing needs handled, plus they'll provide you with a job. And if you're looking to get into the plumbing world, they've got an apprentice program for you on that level also, find them at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at HighFivePlumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. Putting reason into your afternoon drive, this is John Rush. All right. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And again, we've got John Canada from Denver IT with us. John, we always say small business. It's the heartblood of the country. I believe in it fully. I also think that the, the other side does not like small business because we're free. We do what we want. We can make adjustments quickly. We're way different than big business. Unfortunately, that doesn't always go well when it comes to your end of it, does it? Uh, right, because unfortunately, small businesses are usually not as protected as the bigger ones. If you're okay, a, and, and I'm going to stop for a minute. Is that because we don't think about it, or is it because we can't afford it, or is it a little bit of both, or what? It's probably both, but I would say it's more on the, I don't think anybody's going to hack me because okay. I'm too small. Okay. 
That's the one and I would agree, by most, the way. Most I think often. that's it. Yeah. Right. But realize that these hackers, sure, they can go after the big multi-million, multi-billion dollar corporations, enterprises. Those guys have full teams of IT guys working they, around the clock to make sure this doesn't happen, right? Exactly. And so it's going to take them several months, maybe two, three, four months to break in and get enough information to be actually able to do anything. That's if they can even get in in the first place, right? If they right? can get in. I mean, you look at the Marriott breach a few years ago. Right. It took them... They found out there was forensic evidence that they, the hackers were in there for over a year. Wow. Uh, over a year, just rooting wow. around in their systems. Looking around. And they didn't know about it. Nosing around. But with smaller businesses, because they're not as well protected. They would have no they, idea. Yeah, they'll just come in and within a few hours sometimes, maybe a few days, they can get all the information that they need and, uh, and make their attack. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize that they are a target. Like you said, small business makes up, what, 80, 90 percent of businesses? 90 plus percent of businesses. Depending on how you classify small right. business. Uh, and so they're a much easier target. There's a lot more of them out there. And face it, hackers have to eat too. So maybe they're taking three months to go into the Marriott's and the bigger companies. But in the meantime, they've got to, you know, they got to make their mortgage payments. So maybe they'll so they spend three hours on yours and away they go. Right. I am literally, I'm not exaggerating. Three, you know, th- three months on one and three hours on you. Exactly. Maybe. So yeah, so small businesses are a bigger target than the big bigger businesses. Okay. Are. So how what do you do? And you know, I don't want you to give out you know trade secrets or anything along those lines. But you know, what is it that you know? I guess first things first. I'm a small business. I call you, say, John, I want to make sure I'm secure. What do you do? What's the next steps? Well, the first thing we would do is look over your networks. Or well, first thing I would do is just talk to you. Okay. Get, get to know your business a little bit better. Uh, what your business operations look like, the kinds of people that you have working for you as far as job roles, things like that, what kind of communication you have. Because hacking is more than just the the technology. It's more than just emails and uh, viruses. A lot of times, like I alluded to previously, is phone calls. People will get phone calls from hackers all the time just asking for simple information. Like, uh, oh, who's your IT provider? We're looking to change IT, you know? And and you start giving them information. Next thing you know, they're calling you and saying, hi, this is so-and-so from your IT company. Uh, Let me get on your computer uh, and fix it for you. You Mm -hmm. Things like that. Mm -hmm. They're very um, sharp. Yeah, they are. And so we get to know what your business practices are, how how your policies are, if you have any security policies in place, um, how you operate. Like, for instance... If you get an email from your boss saying, wire some money to me, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you do? Do you reply to that email or do you just say yes or, or do you make a phone call? I would hope you pick up the phone call and ask. Exactly. Pick up the phone that's and ask. the correct thing to do. Pick yeah. up the phone. Boss, and are ask. you sure? Yeah. And he's going to really say what? <laughs> and you'd be surprised how many times that happens and millions of dollars gets transferred because somebody got a phone call or an email. I mean, saying to me, some of this just sounds elementary. Am I, am I wrong or? You know, when... Hackers are really good. Like I said, they're psychopaths or sociopaths, and one of the things that they they both have in common is that they're very convincing. They're con men. They're, okay. they're the type who can convince you of anything. Okay. And so there's usually some kind of urgency to it, some True. emergency. True. Uh, you've all gotten that scam email that says that I'm uh, in a foreign country and I need money. And right. Yeah, well, they'll do things like that, but they'll make it believable. And so those are the first things that I like to find out. Do you have any policies in place? Do your employees know? Are they trained? Do they know how to avoid certain types of scams? And once we get past that point, then we can start looking into 
technology-wise, are there any things we can put in place to protect you better than, than you are now? Okay. But again, do you was, have any technology that's protecting you? It's probably one of the first steps. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have a firewall? Are you you know where is the email stored? How are you handling those things? What are the passwords to all of those things like? On and on we go, right? Exactly. Those are those are some of the questions that we'll okay. ask, and, okay. and we would look at the network ourselves and see how secure it is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I could add a few more things. No, go ahead. Yeah, we got five minutes. Go ahead. You, you mentioned passwords. Yes. That's probably one of the biggest. <laughs> so don't use passwords. <laughs> don't use passwords. <laughs> Actually, that's one of the things we propose to people is don't use passwords. Yeah. No, and I agree. Yeah, don't the, use passwords. There are. <laughs> you can use, there are tools out there, by the way, folks, for all of you. This is on a personal basis as well. Use a generating tool that will generate those passwords for you to where it's got all of the stuff mm-hmm. you'll never memorize. Right. Password managers. Yeah, you'll never them. memorize those, which and, is a good thing. And that thing. way you can change them frequently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times passwords become a hindrance to performance because people are trying to log in rather than getting their job done. Right. And so a password manager is one example of how we can help them so you have not tools, only be in more other words. secure. Those are some tools. Yeah. yeah. We can help them be more secure and work a little more productively. Single sign-on is another thing a lot of people don't know about. This is where you sign in once with some uh, authorized identity provider. And then from there, you can get into all of your other sites, so you don't even need passwords in those. So if they support that model, that single sign-on model, we could set that up okay. so that you can get in securely without having to authenticate every okay. site you go to. What about some of the people that use, you know, a lot of businesses now, they're in the cloud, even a lot of the point-of-sale systems are cloud-driven now, which I think it makes, as long as they're used correctly, makes things a little more secure but it still comes back down to the user side of the fence and what are they doing on their side, not the guy with the, you know, with the server farm. Exactly. So a lot of people think, well, we're in the cloud, so we're secure. We don't have a server on premise, so we don't have to worry about somebody breaking in. Well, it's probably, if it's, it's, uh, partially if true. it's a legitimate company that you're working with, mm-hmm. you know, the Microsoft, Cisco, whatever, yeah, that's true. That nobody's going to break into them the way they would break into your office server. But again, like you said, it's the people. So if you have a weak security uh, credentials, weak passwords, you, you don't have policies in place, somebody can get into your email and find that you emailed your password to somebody or you know, things like that. That's how hackers get into the, even your cloud services. Mm-hmm. Or if they got some uh, malware on your system, they, just see they can monitor yeah, what's going on. It. They're looking at keystrokes. Uh, they're, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're finding it that way. Yeah, mm. easy enough. So again, folks, there's a there's so much to this. Literally, John and I could, and I, mm. I'm fascinated by all this, as you guys can tell. I love this in, end of the, the world. It's it's sort of, uh, I guess you could say, a hobby for me a little bit, and I, I just, I enjoy it. It's just something that I've always been intrigued by. I'm not a hacker, you know, professional hacker on the good side like John is, but I understand this stuff fairly well, and I will tell you that a lot of people, a lot of businesses are very vulnerable in all these areas. And really, you should be sitting down, having a conversation with John and finding out exactly what you should or shouldn't be doing. And here's the other thing I know is, is and I don't want to speak for John, but there's no one size fits all for this. No, there's This not. is very much tailored to you and your business and what your needs are. Because if you have a company that comes along and says, oh, yeah, one size fits all, here we go, um, mm-hmm. run away. Because right. that, that's not the way this works. Now, there is some low-hanging fruit you could say that everybody should have. So there are some things that we could recommend. If you're not doing this, do this. Uh, but for the most part, we want it tailored to your business so that it fits your workflows and it's not going to interrupt your productivity. No, make it better. Make It'll your productivity better at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly. That's the yep. whole idea. Make you more efficient. Which, actually, at that point in time, you're a benefit, not a cost. 
Exactly. There you go. Denver Thank IT, you. folks. Denver IT Security. It's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. But I always say, if you forget any of that, you're driving right now, you want to get a hold of John, best thing to do, go to rushtoreason.com, click on Denver IT Security there. It takes you right to the website. Or go to klzradio.com. Either way, you end up talking to John, and that's the best way to do it. John, as always, I, again, this this is, you know you know me, I talk about this forever. This is great stuff. So great appreciate being all you're doing. And, and again, appreciate what you're doing to save small businesses, because literally at the end of the day, you're like me. You're trying to make these folks successful. You believe in small business like I do. It's the heart. It's the backbone of our country. And, and I appreciate what you're doing on that end of it. I mean that sincerely. So well, thank you. Thank you very much. So, folks, up next, speaking of small businesses and finances and all of that, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith wants to help you with that and getting to retirement and then staying there. Give Al a call today, 303-744-1128. Golden Eagle Financial can help you create a retirement plan with provisions which ensure that you stay financially secure as you move into retirement. Al Smith can help you add provisions to your plan so you know that when you do retire, you're protected. In retirement, you will need ready money for emergencies, growing assets to supplement your income, a good chunk of savings, and guaranteed funds. Al can help make your income last by selecting the right financial products. He'll help you increase your income when necessary. Al Smith can also help you prepare financially by conserving what you have so that you're protected in the case of unforeseen circumstances. Schedule a consultation for financial advising from Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial. Go to klzradio.com slash money. That's klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Extreme Auto Repair, folks. Again, make sure that your vehicle is in top working order and you save money at the pump. The best way to do that is with routine, regular maintenance at Extreme Auto Repair. Much like John Kanata at Denver IT talking about your network and all the things that you do there. When you need your vehicle, it needs to be maintained. It needs to be handled very much the same way we just got done talking about your business network. Your car is not much different. And for a lot of you guys that have fleets, KL or Extreme can do the fleet end of it as well. Find them at klzradio.com, 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. Okay, in our home transitions, again, if you're looking to make a change up, down, sideways, doesn't matter what, what you're doing, even adding a rental property, Catherine and Rob and the ladies would love to talk to you. They are two real estate agents that you get for the price of one. 720-437-8210. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. 
After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Live and local. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. We are supposed to have a guest here joining us in a moment, so uh, I believe they are calling in. We'll get that taken care of here in just one moment. So uh, Charlie will get that handled. Is he here ready to go? No, oh, not yet. Okay. Oh, Char- Charlie is awaiting the call. So uh, we will uh, get Luke on here in a moment as soon as he joins us. If not, we will continue on like we always do. And again, I'll put another plug in for John Canada, who joined us a moment ago. I don't think a lot of folks understand, especially in the business world, because I, I coach a lot of folks in, in, you know, in that realm. And I will tell you that in most cases, their, you know, their computer IT security world is not handled uh, well at all, or well and at some cases at all. In other words, it, it's an afterthought. It, it isn't taken care of any way, shape, or form. And there's all sorts of behavioral things that go along with what John was talking about earlier, too, that, you know, literally we could spend hours with John getting into all the different idiosyncrasies of things that happen. And our next guest, I was going to tie into what John was saying. He's going to talk about things that you should avoid when you're working with, in his case, celebrity influencers. But that actually even goes back down to uh, just business in general. And what I mean by that are what are the, some of the things that you should do when you're working with these particular individuals? How should you handle payments and things along those lines? So if we get Luke, fine. If not, then you know what? I've got plenty of things to talk about beyond that, as always. We never seem to have enough. The top of the hour, uh, of course, bottom of next hour or at 5.30. Charlie reminds me, most people don't know top and bottom now. So the 5.30 mark in the next hour, so an hour from now, uh, Scott Garlis will join us. We'll get an update of what's going on in the markets. How will this, you know, payback or this forgiveness, if you would, the pay, I call it a payback because we've got to take the money and do something with it. It's money that we'll never get paid back is what I mean to say because we've loaned it as taxpayers. We'll just never see it back. And talk to Scott Garlis about how that may or may, or may not affect the markets if, if, if it even has today. I have not looked. On top of that, at the top of the hour, there were some questions that Peter Ducey from Fox News asked I can never say the White House uh, press secretary's name, um, Jean-Pierre, Jean, Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre. He asked her multiple questions, and there's quite a long video, it's actually on YouTube, about all of that and how it works. I will go through that and break some of that down at... Uh, Three, you know, at five o'clock, at the, it, you know, we get out of this hour into the next hour, so really the top of the third hour, and uh, let you guys, you know, kind of go through that and talk about all the different things that are involving uh, that. And it's interesting to see the White House's take on that and what's going on there. In other news, this one's interesting. Joe sent me this the other day, but I read about it myself as well. 
And Joe and I read a lot of the same things as you could imagine. But if you aren't aware of this, this is a very interesting topic. There is technology now. Let me back up. Most new cars, it's been this way now for a number of years. And most of you are driving cars most likely like this, because I know the age of the fleet, and most of what you're driving is already like this, and it's going to get further down the road in this manner. Your vehicle used to be back in the day, you had a physical brake pedal that ran a rod that pushed into the either the power brake booster that then pushed the master cylinder that then pushed the fluid out to apply the drum brakes or the calipers in the front or the disc brakes all the way around. We had calipers all the way around, and that's how that worked. That is starting to change where there's now electronic brakes, where the pedal is doing nothing but mimicking what you would have been doing otherwise, and the computer's applying the brakes instead. Same thing is happening on your throttle. You push on the gas. used to be in the old days. You pushed on the gas. There was a cable or a rod. In the early, early days, there was a physical rod that went from the pedal out to the carburetor. And you literally had to lubricate all that linkage. They called it throttle linkage back in the day. And that's how the throttle worked. Well, throttles changed from physical linkage to cables. Most vehicles for a number of years ran a cable because it was much easier to think about how to position everything, especially when you get a front-wheel drive vehicle and it's mounted sideways. How in the world are you going to run mechanical linkage to that? So they started using cables to do things, much like you would have on your lawnmower, that kind of a cable. Much different than that, but same principle. Now what they've done is they've gone from physical cables to run the throttle to, we call it, drive-by-wire. There's an accelerator pedal that basically takes a reading off of its position. There's a sensor on it. It knows what position you've got the throttle at, and it sends a signal out to the actual throttle body, and based upon the accelerator pedal, does exactly what needs to be done out on the throttle body. So with all that being said, sorry for the long description, but that's how most cars are done now. You're, you're not having a physical connection to the throttle on your car. The computer is controlling all of that. You, through your foot feed, tell the computer what you're doing, and it decides what it needs to do with the throttle body. That's how it works. So there's now technology that can and is being added to vehicles, because frankly, in some cases, it doesn't even be added. It's already there. That can override your car's throttle and won't let you exceed a particular speed limit, no matter how hard you push on that gas pedal. In Joe's case, his new car has GPS-based speed limiting monitoring already, and it displays the posted speed limit on the car's GPS map while driving. Yeah, most newer cars do that. Almost all of the ones I drive anymore, whether it's a press car or even some of the older cars I have, do that. It tells you right on the map how fast you're supposed to be going. It'll read it right on the display. So in Europe, they're trying to mandate by the year 2024, so really just a year from now, that all cars sold in any EU country come equipped with intelligent speed assistance technology. In other words, where the technology will get a little different than it currently is now is most likely they will add another device on top of everything you already have 
They will then put sensors in the highways. In fact, you're seeing them around here already, I believe. They're not telling you that, but if you drive down I-70 and all the new section that's been put in and you look overhead and you see all the square digital signs, not the big digital signs, but the little ones talking about what's in each lane. I believe that that will be the control device for what we're talking about. So if they decide to rush hour traffic, they're going to reduce everybody's speed to 45 miles an hour to make traffic flow better. If that's what they feel is necessary, they'll do that. And all new cars that are equipped with this technology will receive that signal, and you won't go faster than 45. That's my thought. It's going to happen in Europe. Now, whether they use those devices that are up and overhead the freeways or not, that I don't know. But my gut feeling is they most likely will. Why wouldn't they? It's already there. And there's a, there will be enough of them along certain stretches of roads. I'll have to add it to other roads, of course. But in the case of I-70, it'll already be there. It will, it will automatically tell your vehicle how fast it can or can't go. This is already happening in Europe. I read that the other day. Now, New York City has a bill. This is in Jalopnik. This is the, the article I found. This is not from Joe. This is just what I found on my own. In Jalopnik, New York City wants a mandated active speed limiter by the same year. So even though that's going to happen in Europe in 2024, New York City wants it to happen at the same time. They also would establish blind spot standards for SUVs to improve direct visibility of pedestrians. So they are in the midst already of a pilot program where 50 vehicles in its municipal fleet operate with intelligence speed assistance. Same exact system. We were just talking about the ultimate goal of the pilot is to determine if it's feasible to install the electronic safety system in the entire city's fleet of 30,000 vehicles. Though a bill presented in New York's Senate could require all new vehicles registered in the state to have similar systems in the not too distant future. And some of you are saying, John, that's New York. Why why do I care? Um, Because as I've always said, What happens on our coasts always work their way inward, especially, especially in the automotive world. That is everything from how vehicles look to the type of systems they have on them. Whatever is going on in those other states, believe me, it will come here at some point. Now, some of you may not have a problem with that. Maybe you think that, you know, at certain times of the day, certain, certain speed limits should be limited, and that's not a bad thing. You guys know me. I'm a freedom guy. I don't want the state, quote unquote, telling me how fast I can or can't drive. I mean, they do that now or they try to with, you know, speed limits and signs and so on. This will be a direct interaction with your vehicle. So if you think in rush hour traffic, you need to be driving 75 in the left lane and they think you should be driving 55, you'll be driving 55. You won't be driving 75. Will this help the flow of traffic? I think the verdict's out on that. I, I, I'm still out. I don't know. I don't know. But there's all sorts of other safety items that are being put into new vehicles. You hear my son Richard and I talk about this on an ongoing basis. This will be another layer that I don't necessarily consider a safety device. This is a control device. As I've always said, and I will keep saying, the left's goal in every single thing they do Every law they pass 
without a doubt, 99% of the time has something to do with control and nothing else. If you think I'm wrong, show me a law that's any different that the Democrats have passed. Everything they push boils down to one thing and one thing only. And they proved it, by the way, all through COVID. And they're still doing it. Their ultimate goal is control and control only. And they want to control every single aspect of your life because in their mind, they can do it better than you can. That's, that's how the left thinks. That's how a communist thinks. I can do it better than you. I want total control over you. I'm your God. I'm providing everything for you. Worship me because I'm your savior. That's how the left views this. Mark my words. I'm not wrong when I, with what I just said. Those of you that are on the left, tell me I'm wrong. I've got another 15-minute segment here that we'll go through. Tell me I'm wrong. Some of you that, somebody that's on the left, call me and tell me that your laws that you like to pass, your policies, your view of life isn't, isn't that, doesn't involve control. Because you proved it all through COVID that that's all you care about is control. Because that's all the mask mandates, the you know, travel bans, which we had them, and even some states tried to, tra- you know, tried to ban travel from state to state, which was against the Constitution. They couldn't do it. But literally, your side wants nothing more than control and more of it. The more they get, the more they'll take. What's that old saying? Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. That's the left. And they're proving it with the technologies that I just mentioned a moment ago. And I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the technology companies on that, by the way. This, this is because th- there are some good things that could come out of that, but not the way the left will use it. American National Insurance is up next. Speaking of vehicles, you want to make sure that your vehicle is properly insured and that you're insured for the right amount that's even on your own vehicle and that you have the right uninsured motorist on your vehicle. There's all sorts of little idiosyncrasies with insurance policies that, by the way, the guy online or the online form you fill out is not going to tell you that Paul will. That's my agent, Paul Lewinberger. 303-662-0789. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much, and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303-662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. All right. Michael Bailey Law, mobile estate planning. And folks, you want to make sure that your estate is in order because the last thing you want to do is leave your estate a mess if something were to happen to you. Michael's easy to get a hold of. 720-394-6887. Michael Bailey's estate planning services come to you, making the difficult decision of planning for death a little easier to stomach. Once something happens to you, there is no way for you to go back and prepare. Let's say you live, yet cannot make decisions for yourself. 
Without proper planning ahead of time, your family cannot make any decisions for you without going to court. They will need medical power of attorney to give your family the ability to make the hard but necessary decisions when you are debilitated. Without it, they must go through the courts during an already very stressful time. Estate planning protects your family. They deserve to have the ability to make the hard decisions in the case you are severely incapacitated. Prepare for all the possibilities now. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation now with KLZ's mobile estate planner. Michael Bailey at klzradio.com slash estate. That's klzradio.com slash estate. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush who is a small business owner and business-slash-life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have, and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right. In other news, we've got a first-of-a-kind victory. And from what I understand, this is one of the firsts of its kind. That's why this... Headline reads that the Institute for Justice won a court case. This was for a Texas property owner. So on June 22nd, for the first time in history, a federal court awarded damages against a municipality as compensation for the intentional destruction of private property by the city's police. The case concerned a SWAT raid that occurred during the summer of 2020, so not that long ago. IJ's client, Vicki Baker, was in the process of selling her home in McKinney, Texas, in order to finance her retirement in Montana. She had, already re- she had already relocated to Montana when an armed fugitive who had kidnapped a teenage girl took refuge in her home in McKinney. Vicki's adult daughter was at the house preparing for, for sale, but she fled when the fugitive showed up at the door. The fugitive had worked as a handyman around the house a couple of years prior. Vicki and her daughter called the police. Who surrounded the house. The teenage girl eventually emerged from the house unarmed, but the, re- but the fugitive refused to come out alive. At that point, the McKinney SWAT team assaulted the house. They launched dozens of tear gas grenades through the windows, walls, and roofs, saturating the structure with noxious chemicals. They used two armored personnel carriers to knock down the fence and front door. They literally blew up the garage door with explosives, and when they entered the house, they found the fugitive dead 
by his own hand. The damage was extensive, requiring expensive repairs over the ensuing months. And all of the personal property in the house was destroyed, by the way, because of that tear gas and so on. None of that could be salvaged. Vicky's homeowner's insurance, this is key, like most policies, excludes coverage for international acts of government agencies. When Vicky asked the city of McKinney to compensate her, she was told, nope, you will not see one dime. By the way, nice city. It's happened here in Colorado, by the way. We've got cities here. The same thing has happened. I read a story about that not that long ago. So that's when Vicky teamed up with IJ to file a federal lawsuit demanding just compensation under the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The Supreme Court had held that the Fifth Amendment was designed to bar governments, government from forcing some people alone to bear public burdens, which, in all fairness and justice, could be borne by the public as a whole. In Vicky's case, police made the call that destroying her home was the most expedient way to protect the public. And it is the public as a whole, not at random. The unlucky homeowner like Vicky sh- should not, by the way, who should bear the they, city wanted her to bear the cost of that decision. But the Supreme Court says otherwise. So end of the day, the Supreme Court ordered the city to pay up. Which, by the way, it should. And I believe that more of those should be happening. Brent and Aurora, you're next. What's going on, Brent? Uh, I came across an article. I don't remember the exact source of it, but it was touting something about Biden wanting to sign an executive order to get rid of the dollar. I have not seen that. No, I have not seen that. I can ask Scott Garlis at 530 if he's seen anything along those lines, but that would be a big one, and I, I would have thought that that would have hit the mainstream news even. Right. Okay. What That's was the reasons, got, or did you see any reasons as to why? No, but I'm thinking uh, possibly, you know, with all the government spending and all the inflation and the devaluating everything, I wouldn't put it past them. I would yeah. not. I've not seen anything, but, but Brent, I can do some looking around. And, again, I'll ask uh, Scott Garlis. I'll add that to my notes here in a minute when I go to break and make sure that I ask him. I appreciate it, John. You're very welcome, Brent. Thank you for that, by the way. Good question. Really quick, back to that story. In this article, by the way, it does talk about the city of Greenwood Village here in Colorado because I knew I had read something about Colorado in that manner, and um, same thing happened here. So I'm all for, you guys know me, I back the blue, and I'm all for helping out local police departments, sheriff's departments, and so on. To the point, I'll share a quick story. I've got a minute. I had a individual that had a flat tire in front of my home Tuesday night. Or maybe it was Monday night. I don't know. when Monday or Tuesday night. I think it was Monday night, actually. And as my wife was coming in, she ran out to run on air and came back. And it was about 9 o'clock at night. And as she was coming back in, she said, hey, there's a sheriff out front. Looks like he's you know trying to help somebody. Maybe they're changing a tire or something. They're right in front of the house. I'm like, okay. Well, let me see if I can go out there and give him a hand. So I hustle on out there. And sure enough, the, the sheriff, and long story short, she didn't have all the right stuff to even get the vehicle off the ground high enough to get the tire changed and so on. So I quick run back to my little shop. I grab a floor jack and the tools I need and so on, and I run out front, and I help get this particular tire changed. And, and in the process of doing so, because the cords were showing through, which, by the way, Extreme Auto Repair will be up this next hour. They sell tires, and that's where this lady had, should have gone. 
because I cut my fingers all up on her shredded tire. But anyways, long story short, he needed a hand. I gave him one, and I'm all for helping those guys. I had no problem doing it. And when it was all said and done, he thanked me because literally he would have been there probably another hour trying to get this thing dealt with because he just did not have the proper equipment to make all this work, and he would have been disassembling some of his own stuff to make this happen. And they were right in the lane of traffic, by the way, which was not a good place to be. So I just wanted to get him out of the traffic as quickly as I could. Nice guy. Helped him out. I have no problem doing that. I do, though, have a problem when SWAT teams and the like come in and literally destroy homes trying to get, a, in this case, quote-unquote, fugitive. Now, in this case, the hostage is not there any longer. What threat does this guy have at this point? He's not going to tunnel out from underneath the home. Eventually, he's coming out. Why do you need to destroy somebody's entire property just to get this guy out? Why not send... Uh, the SWAT team, you know, break the front door down, which I don't think anybody would have any issues with. Why not break the front door down and walk in and get the guy? How hard is it at the end of the day? They've got shields, bulletproof vests, the whole nine yards. I mean, how hard is this? Tear gassing, blowing up the garage door, none of that is necessary. By the way, the same thing happened in the Greenwood Village article that I'd read earlier. Same situation, and this particular individual struggled to get repayment as well i know i'm behind charlie what we're gonna to do is probably move this next commercial because we took brent and i'm not gonna have enough time to get all this in so we'll move this next commercial to the next break the next hour but folks i'm again i'm all for helping out the police back in the blue and so on but when they destroy someone's home in my opinion unnecessarily should that city that's in charge of that force or if it's a county the sheriff's department doing it which i don't think a sheriff's department ever would by the way it's a whole nother conversation should they have to pay? Absolutely, they should have to pay. There's no reason why a homeowner should bear that burden on their own. And this, for all of you listening, your insurance will not cover that. Something you should all look at and make sure that you know how that works. But a fugitive runs into your home and they blow it up trying to get the fugitive out, you're on your own. They're not paying. Your insurance company is going to say, sorry, not covered. So something else you need to think about in regards to all of that as well. So we got another hour coming your way. And again, Scott Garlis will join us at the bottom of the hour. And I will ask him specifically about Joe Biden wanting to get rid of the dollar, if in fact that's the case. Otherwise, I'm going to break down Jean, is it Jean Pierre? Am I saying that right, Charlie? Jean Pierre and what she said to, to Ducey in regards to the uh, student loan forgiveness program. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.